Well, hey, welcome to the Walk On Podcast. Following Jesus is a journey, and I hope this podcast helps you take your next step in your faith journey. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. Recently, I've been thinking about this familiar story, the story of Zacchaeus. It's really a story of incredible transformation. We discover the story of Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19, and Scripture tells us two important details that lets us know who Zacchaeus was, and it sets up this profound interaction that he has with Jesus. We're told that he's the chief tax collector and that he was very rich. And those two statements are not unrelated. Let me explain with a little bit of background information. The Roman Empire in the first century thrived off of heavy taxation of the lands that it occupied. Rome would hire local people to collect the tax money from their fellow citizens. And in the process, these tax collectors would charge a little bit extra to pad their own pockets. And as a chief tax collector, Zacchaeus likely had other tax collectors working under him that not only padded their own pockets, but also had to give kickbacks to Zacchaeus, right? Kind of a first century multi-level marketing ploy. So the fact that Zacchaeus was very rich was because he was a chief tax collector. Zacchaeus's wealth was at the expense of his fellow Jews. He was a traitor to his own people because he was working as an operative of the Roman Empire, their enemy. And he was living in comfort and luxury as others around him struggled to make ends meet because of the oppressive taxes that they had to pay. So Zacchaeus, he's, he's not the greatest guy in the world. And he was most likely despised by his fellow Jews. He was an example of the incredible injustice that they faced in their daily lives. And we get a little bit of a glimpse of the public opinion about Zacchaeus. We're told in scripture that as Jesus passes through the town, crowds gathered, and Zacchaeus couldn't get a view of Jesus because he was too short to see over the crowd. And I have a hunch that his height wasn't the only thing keeping him in the back. Perhaps no one was willing to move an inch for this man that they despised. They looked down on him, both literally and figuratively. And so we're told that Zacchaeus runs ahead and climbs a tree just to get a glimpse of Jesus. But his perch in the tree not only allowed Zacchaeus to see Jesus, it allowed Jesus to see Zacchaeus. And what happens next is so fascinating. Let me read the scripture. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the house of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. But Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Did you catch that? Jesus heads to Zacchaeus' house for a meal, and then the next thing we're told is that Zacchaeus completely changes his ways from rebellious to repentant, willing to pay back four times what he took from others. One meal with Jesus and incredible transformation. So here's my question. What happened at that meal? I mean, that must have been one amazing meal, right? What could have possibly changed Zacchaeus so much? 
What did Jesus say? What did Jesus do? Do you think Jesus lectured him? Do you think that Jesus told him how wrong he was and that he was a sinner? Do you think Jesus pulled out the Torah and pointed to Exodus 20, 15? See right there, it says, thou shalt not steal. I'm sure Jesus spoke in the King James English, by the way. I don't, I don't think Jesus did any of that. Why? Because Zacchaeus already knew all of that. He was a Jew. He knew the commandments. He knew Torah. He knew what he was doing was wrong, and it was a betrayal to his people. And even if he didn't know, he would have been told over and over by the people around him. People's responses to him would have told him that every single day. I mean, even as Jesus headed to Zacchaeus' house, the crowd was grumbling. He's gone to be the guest of this notorious sinner. I think Zacchaeus was well aware of that. I find it interesting that within certain Christian circles, there's such an emphasis on making sure people know that they're a sinner. I mean, there, there are entire evangelism strategies built off of trying to convince someone of their sin. And, and maybe I'm weird, but I, I don't need to be reminded of that. I am well aware of my mistakes. My failures haunt me when I'm alone in the quiet. I know that I fall short. And I have a hunch that Zacchaeus was fully aware that what he was doing was wrong, but that knowledge didn't change his behavior one bit. And while those approaches that point out sin may be speaking truth, that truth doesn't change your heart. It doesn't change your behavior. How many times have you known something was wrong, but you do it anyway? So if Jesus didn't lay down this truth to Zacchaeus during this dinner party, what was it that changed Zacchaeus? I wonder if it wasn't something that happened during the meal, but I wonder if it was the meal itself. I think it's what sharing a meal signified. In first century Judaism, sharing a meal signified acceptance, friendship, and unity. Who you dined with showed who you approved of or sought honor from in society. That's why it was so shocking for the crowd to see a rabbi dining with this sinner, this tax collector, this traitor of the Jewish people. That just didn't happen. Now, don't get me wrong. Jesus very well could have spoke truth to Zacchaeus, but I don't think it was the truth that changed him. It was the grace he experienced through the power of acceptance. Zacchaeus was able to change because Jesus accepted him. And I'm not talking about condoning behaviors. Jesus accepted Zacchaeus as a person. Jesus saw the worth, the value, and the sacredness of a man when everyone else just saw his traitorous actions. It was Jesus' acceptance that allowed Zacchaeus to change. To realize that if, if Jesus is for him, then he doesn't have to fight and steal for himself. Money, status, and comfort could never fulfill the ache of a heart longing for the welcoming arms of the Messiah. The interaction that Zacchaeus had with Jesus laid the foundation for his response of repentance. It started with acceptance. And that whole process, I would argue, started in the tree. Jesus saw Zacchaeus while others were trying to keep him out. Jesus called him by name when others 
simply called him by his labels. Jesus entered into his world when others kept their distance. Zacchaeus felt that moment of acceptance when Jesus invited him over to his house. And that acceptance turned into transformation at the dinner table. The simple yet profound act of sharing a meal, of declaring in that social setting that this person has value and worth and is accepted, that changes everything. I came across this quote from Jared Bias. It says, grace is the risk to believe that lasting change will come through acceptance rather than judgment. Grace is the risk to believe that lasting change will come through acceptance rather than judgment. You see, repentance is birthed out of acceptance and grace. It's not rules, condemnation, and shame. Those do little to change a heart. They only create separation and pain. But the way of Jesus is grace and love and acceptance. And then once you realize you belong, that's what empowers you to change, to repent, to transform your ways, and to begin to live in your new life as God sees you. You realize that you have freedom and your past no longer dictates your future direction because you have a second chance in Christ. And it's birthed out of the power of acceptance. And unfortunately, in, in my position, I, I get to interact with people that have found anything but acceptance in the church. They found rejection. They, they found shame. They found hurt. They found that they could belong, but only if they did these certain things and changed this certain way and looked this certain way and used these certain words. And the hurdles were set so high that they felt rejected and, and people's backs were turned on them. And when I look at Jesus' interaction with Zacchaeus, and I see the acceptance that created a transformation in Zacchaeus' life, I have to wonder, what would the church look like if we truly lived into that, if we truly understood that, if we truly understood that love never fails? It's what Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 13. Love never fails. So may we be people who understand God's love for us, and then may we be people that extend that love and that grace and that acceptance, that we see the sacred humanity in every person that we interact with, and may they get a glimpse of God's love through us. The power of acceptance changed Zacchaeus. It can change you and I, and I think it can change every single person we come into contact with. So I, I invite you into a moment to reflect on the story of Zacchaeus, to put yourself into that story and use a moment of imaginative prayer to reflect on the love and the grace that Jesus has for you. So wherever you find yourself, I invite you to take a deep breath and focus your heart and your mind on God's presence with you. Imagine that you're Zacchaeus, up in that tree, trying to get a glimpse of this Jesus that you've heard about. You've heard rumors about some of the things that he's done, the, the people he's healed. You've even heard that he's eaten with tax collectors before. 
but that can't be true. I mean, he's a rabbi, and you're, you're, all the names and insults hurled at you start cycling through your mind again. And there's no way a rabbi would want to interact with somebody like you. But those painful memories quickly disappear when you hear somebody call your name, Zacchaeus. You look down from the tree and there he is. Jesus is staring right at you. You don't know what to say. And, and you're taken aback by the expression on Jesus' face. It isn't one of disgust like you normally see. No, there, there's a smile, a warmth. And you can't believe what you hear next. With a smile on his face, Jesus says, Quick, come down. I must be a guest in your house today. Jesus wants to come to your house? To sit at your table with you? You don't fully understand it, but in your moment, something in your heart starts to shift. Maybe, just maybe, there is hope. And so for you, what are the things hidden in the dark recesses of your heart that you're afraid if anyone knew about you, they would judge you, they would see you differently, they would distance themselves from you? What are those things that you try to hold back even from God? And I want you to know that God sees those things. He sees you. And because of Christ's work on the cross, he doesn't see what you've done. He sees you through Christ as holy and blameless and perfect. You've been forgiven. The past is gone. The new has come. And there's acceptance and grace and love. And Jesus is inviting himself into that place to transform you from the inside out. May we experience the love and the grace and the mercy of God. May we begin to wrap our minds around the eternity changing truth that God is for you. and His love never fails. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If this topic caught your attention and you want to dig a little bit more into the idea of the power of acceptance and the, and the way truth and love play together, I want to point you to a sermon that I recently gave. There's a link in the show notes. Um, you can check that out. I explore that topic a little more in depth and connect it from a couple different angles. And as always, you can help more people encounter this podcast by rating and reviewing and sharing this episode. Thanks for listening.